make honey. These killer bees make great sports insights, but they also make honey. Don't ask about the process. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Joel and Jeremy. Aaron Wilson reported uh, earlier today, uh, defensive end John Grenard has returned to practice from grade one ankle sprain. Great that he's returned to practice, and I hope he plays really well on Saturday. But I think this would be the last year for John Grenard if I were making the decisions because he's making a business decision. If, if the report's true, not, not, I'm not saying that it's 100% factual, uh, but Aaron Wilson's right more than he's wrong, uh, that he's returned for a grade one ankle sprain. We know that to be the lowest grade of an ankle sprain that you have. It's not the high ankle sprain, so it's not like the Will Anderson injury that he's playing through. Uh, I look at this, and how can you pay a guy $20 million that, that had injury prone and that is sitting two of the biggest games that you've had in franchise history in the last four years with an ankle sprain? And Blakers is right. He's probably doing it because he wants to get paid. doesn't want to have like this major injury, which I can understand from a player's point of view. But as a teammate for Grenard, from, of Grenard, I would not be comfortable. If I'm C.J. Stroud, I'm okay with John Grenard making a business decision when I'm trying to like make a legacy and a career. Same thing with Anderson. He's busting it on a high ankle sprain, and he looks over on the opposite side of the defensive end, and, and the guy's not playing through an ankle sprain. In Week 18 against the Colts, Grenard's injury history, 2020. Ankle. He missed a game because of illness twice in his career. Foot injuries cost him to miss games in 21. Ankle injury in 2022. This guy has the ankles of an early Steph Curry. I think Grant Hill had better ankles than John Grenard. You want to give that guy $80 million for four years? 713-780-3776. You didn't answer the question either about D'Amico. Like, you brought up D'Amico like he would be okay with that with John Grenard. Do you think D'Amico, grade one ankle sprain, would play in two huge games? Do I think he would? Yeah. Yeah. That's that, depending and, on his contract status, but even even because of the, who I know D'Amico to yeah, be, I do too. Yeah, he's different than most, and he's yep. the head coach that wants that tenacity on his football. But team. he's the head coach in today's NFL when he mm. knows that this kind of thing is not that it's prevalent yet. But I think it, it is prevalent, but, but it, it it's it's no. it's getting more commonplace. I, I totally understand what you're saying, and I think you're right. I don't think a head coach like D'Amico Ryans, who's kind of a throwback, would be comfortable with that. And I wonder how much Nick Casario looks at that with the help of D'Amico. And then also the rest of the injury history of John Grenard, which there's a lot of injury history with John Grenard. If you're comfortable paying what has been a, I wouldn't call him a one-hit wonder because you're right, his second year, very promising season. We thought his third year natural progression would be there. So I wouldn't call him a one-hit wonder. I think he's had two good seasons. This is his best. You're comfortable paying that kind of guy $20 million. Go out to the HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Steve, you're in the hive of the bees. What's up, Steve? Hey. So first off, I want to say you're coming off a little bit like, you know, get off my porch kind of old man. Sure. I understand your point. I just think that you're, you know, you got to look at it. You said, you know, would CJ want their guy? You know, would would this player want this? Would Danico do this? I think if they're all they're all NFL players, and if they're in that exact situation that he's in, it, it is a business decision. Everything in the NFL is a business decision. You don't know how this guy. You brought it up. Lots of ankle injuries. You don't know how each injury injury affects each person individually. Mm-hmm. For one, and for two. I mean, I just don't. I don't agree with you that these NFL players would not agree with him in that situation Steve, that he's in. Let yeah, me ask man, you. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Steve. And I understand that he's in a contract year, whereas a couple of these players aren't in contract years, so maybe that makes a difference here. 
Uh, Will Anderson, I think he would play. Like Will Anderson is playing through a high ankle sprain. He's he's out there limping around to play twelve plays in week seventeen. He's out there limping but he around. Time too. Yes, he had a high ankle sprain, and Grenard had a low ankle sprain. I just think you're being a little, you know, I mean, are you a doctor? Like, I mean, I, I mean, it's not that know, hard to understand what a grade say. one sprain is, though. Like, I don't think you need to be a doctor Every... to know what a grade one sprain is. <laughs> you're not, you're, you're missing my point. My point is that every single person has injury, uh, deals with injury, injuries differently. Mm-hmm. And if he's already had ankle problems, he knows if he can go or not. And then in the back of his mind is, man, if I don't go at 100% and I'm, I get really injured, then I'm definitely not getting that you know, life-changing contract. That no, I, I agree. I agree with that last part, Steve. The, the question that I'm it's asking... all the factors. Sure. But do you pay a guy $20 million a year on a four-year deal that has that I, mindset? I'm glad you bring that back up. How do you know that, that that's exactly what he's going to get? Because I don't think it's he's going to end up getting $20 million. It, It's the projections I know it's from projection. pro football focus I think and stuff like, like that. I think it like three-year 18. If it's three years at 18, wouldn't you bring a, buy, a guy back that already has proven in this system that he's is is going to give you numbers. I mean, I just if you asked me that I yesterday, I say I say a hard yes. If if you ask me that today, and this Aaron Wilson report is true that he's missed two weeks with a grade one ankle sprain, my answer is no. Quite honestly, like I want tough dudes on my football team. I think D'Amico Ryan's wants tough dudes on his football team. Go listen to D'Amico Ryan's talk about Will Anderson playing through an ankle sprain, and then you give me that answer on if D'Amico Ryan's wants tough guys on his football team. Do I think C.J. Stroud would miss two games with a with a grade one ankle sprain? Ain't no way. C.J. Stroud would miss two games with a grade one ankle sprain. Okay. And these were must-win games. These weren't week four and week five. These were must-win games. I hear you. But on the D'Amico side of things, too, because of the fact that you've got to coddle the players because you you got to – D'Amico may quietly, behind closed doors, not like it. D'Amico's also not going to voice that, especially until you know that you're done with John Grenard or that he's moving on. And in the case of C.J., it's very similar to a Lamar Jackson where if this is C.J., and you know that he's in a contract year, and you know that this is his getting paid next year moment, he may, whether it's him, his agent, whoever, no matter who C.J. Stroud is, and you know this might be the only chance for you to get the kind of money that you've been dreaming of getting, there's going to be more guys, more times than not, more quarterbacks are going to do exactly what Lamar did. Maybe Lamar went a little too far. You don't know, but you don't know until you're in that situation, and everybody is different from that regard to what Steve said. But I think that with the agent and everybody behind him, I think you're going to see more guys that are going to do that. Right. That's not. CJ the... Stroud might be one of those guys. That's not the point I'm making, though. Like, and you're right that well, Demico... but you said he's going to play. I did, I completely agree. Him and Will, he and Will Anderson are going to play, but they know that what their contract's going to be for the next three, four, five years. But the point is, I wouldn't pay John Gernard top of market edge rusher money if he's not going through a grade one ankle sprain and he's missing the two most critical games in the last four years in Houston Texans history. D'Amico would. And like you said, D'Amico might, he's not going to voice that opinion because you need him Saturday. Like, you're not going to say anything that's going to put down John Gernard. Of course not. That would be idiotic. That would be stupid. But they're going to have to make a decision this offseason whether or not they want to bring back John Grenard. And the play here might just be to franchise tag him. Like, it might right. just be to franchise tag him one year and go prove it again for me. And then let's see what kind of season he has after that. In fact, I think that's probably the play I would make. Uh, I probably would franchise tag him and, and hey, let, let's put together two good years and then I'll make my decision. Because right now there's got to be questions about Grenard. The injury histories in the past, which absolutely exist, I just went through it. But if Aaron Wilson's report is correct, that he's not playing through a grade one ankle sprain, 
That's rough. Franchise tag is the right way to go, too, because if you're like the San Francisco Giants when you used to win every other year, but mm-hmm. if you're as a player, especially when you're going to start committing that kind of money, you can't afford that, that in-between year when you completely fall off the planet. 4187, so you're saying that CJ should have played with his concussion. Okay. Like, you were comparing a brain contusion with serious ir- serious issues with the brain to a grade one ankle sprain. That is the most outrageous leap I will hear all week. 4187-713-780-3776, HRP listener line. Let's go back out there now for Clarence. Clarence, you're in the high with the bees. What's up? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? What's up, Big C? What's going on? Uh, Jeremy, you are 100 absolutely wrong on this. You are, I can see where you're coming from as the point of would you pay that guy money. This is an easy conversation. Put an injury clause in the contract. Boom, done. Uh, you don't play a uh, certain amount of games. Yeah, it's easier you don't get paid that high end. Put an injury con- put an injury clause in that contract. Okay, that's going to take. It takes, two to, agree. it takes two to tango on that, though, Clarence. Like if Grenard ta- like hits the open market, and you have ten teams that are interested in his services, and they're all willing to play, pay him twenty million dollars a year, and then three of those teams aren't going to throw in an injury provision, what do you think John Grenard does? Like that, I, in theory, that's a great idea, Clarence. But if you hit the open market, that's going to be very tough for for to get Grenard to agree to that. Yeah, that is true. But also the other thing. His grade one, if it is a grade one, his gr- everyone else's grade one could be his grade two. You can see with his injury, the amount of injuries that he's had on his ankle alone is fragile. It's like Steph Curry probably has to get a different shoe in the NFL or something like that. So his ankle is, fra- is more fragile than most, and his grade one, everyone else's grade one, might be actually a grade two for him. He knows his body better than most. And we're, okay. we're only documenting the NFL injuries. We're not talking about colleges. Right. We're not talking about high school. We don't know how fra- how really fragile this man's ankle is. Okay, it's a great and point. You want to down him for not playing in the two big no, 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 no. I'm not downing him. I'm saying I'm not giving him a huge money on a long-term deal because you're kind of proving the point. Like, I'll concede the point about his grade one might be somebody else's grade two, blah, 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 blah. And to Steve's point, I'm not a doctor, even though you can figure out what a grade one ankle sprain is. And I've had 25 ankle sprains in my life. Not saying I'm a professional athlete. I've had a broken ankle. If anybody knows about ankle injuries, it's me. I got weak ankles. I have weak ankles. It's the way that it is. I'll concede the point about I don't know how John Grenard deals with these ankle injuries. I'll concede that point. The take, though, was I can't bring that guy back. And you just went through the laundry list and lineage of injuries that John Grenard has had. So you're going to bring back that injury-prone guy on 15 to $20 million per year, three-, four-year deal, where you've got to be pretty selective how you use your money. So you're cool with making this long-term deal on a dude who's injury-prone? I would say the long-term deal, like, it goes back to what I said before. He knows his body. Sure. That's fine. I'll concede obviously, that. Obviously, obviously, the physicians in the NFL knows his body. And if he, he's a fool to go and bet on himself and not get an injury and, and not expect the, any team to put an injury clause in his contract. 
I think just I think teams are so desperate for sacks that they're they're not going to force John Grenard to to put See, an injury clause into his deal. There's ways of looking at it from both sides. If you're if you're in that camp of that clause, Clarence, it, all it takes is two teams to tango. And if there's a back and forth, the team that pulls the clause out is the team that's going to get John Grenard because that's how negotiations go with free agents. And free agents are a lot of, normally based around desperate teams that need help. From the Texans' perspective, it's who could you get to replace him? If you're not going to give him that, and I, I think we both agree, the franchise tag is the right way to go because now you, he's almost still on a prove-it deal, but you can you can buy yourself the time you need to kind of further evaluate. But when it comes time to committing that kind of money or not committing that kind of money, then you also have to figure out on the market or otherwise, can I get a guy similar that's going to maybe be more the kind of player that I'm looking for? And obviously then it's also going to be, if you get him in the draft, he's cheaper, but you don't know what you're getting. As a terms of as opposed to free agency, where you're almost certainly going to overpay for whoever you get. Huge risk in, in giving fifteen, seventeen, twenty million dollars to a player who's had injury concerns and makes business decisions to, to say what you said in the last two games uh, that he didn't play through a gray one ankle sprain. The two biggest games of the Houston Texans season in the last four years: seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. The injury proneness, the injury concerns of John Grenier, John Grenard's career. Does it change the way that you view any term of contract extension? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, it's never too early to start thinking about Valentine's Day. Never too early to start planning it. And you're, a lot of our listeners are men, not all of them, uh, but a lot of them are. And we know that men especially are really bad at making plans. We're last minute. We procrastinate. We stink at that. We always say we're going to be better. We never are. Well, now's your chance. If you're looking for Valentine's Day plans, you got to go to Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage and take advantage of this Valentine's dinner special. Dinner for two for under $40. $39.99. You get two house or pineapple margaritas. That's great. That's outstanding. What a start. Uh, how about some queso as the appetizer to go with some chips and salsa? Okay, I like where this is going. Combo fajitas with bacon-wrapped shrimp. And then, for dessert, a shareable piece of either tres leches or Mexican carrot cake. How about that special? All of that, dinner for two for thirty nine ninety nine. You get margaritas, you get queso, you get the fajitas, you get the bacon-wrapped shrimp, you get the dessert as well. Take advantage of the Tex-Mex, uh, Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, Valentine's Dinner Special. It's a fantastic spot. Also, if not for Valentine's Day, how about the happy hour seven days a week? How about you go to their Mimosa Brunch Special every Saturday? That is the place to be. Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, always the spot. Also, take advantage of their game day drink specials. You can get jumbo margaritas for only $8 when the Texans or Rockets are playing. $1 off draft beer when the Texans or Rockets are playing as well. Stop by Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, Houston Garden Oaks, Oak Forest on West 34th Street. Take advantage of the Valentine's Dinner Special. Dinner for two for $39.99. Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage. It's Tex-Mex from scratch. Razor Blunt Commentary, delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Todd, the show says don't spend the money on Grenard. Need to allocate that money to Bregman or Tucker. Uh, That's pretty funny. Uh, CJ says uh, J-Bone, that's my nickname on the Twitch. J-Bone has a bad body like Jordan. That's fact. I do have a bad body. I'm worried that John Grenard has a bad body. I mean, look at the the course of his career. He's missed game after game after game after game. I have 
concerns about giving long-term money on a big AAV to a guy who's had injury concerns. 6482. Uh, the guy had a bad ankle and plays on the D-line. You wanted him to go out there and get pushed around. Did you want Will Anderson to, to get two sacks and 12 plays against Tennessee? Did you want to see him wreak havoc against the Colts? That was a big guy with a bad ankle. In fact, his injury was more severe than Grenard's based on what's been reported. So can you? did you want Anderson out there? Did you want Grenard out there? The point isn't so much that he missed Week 17, Week 18. Yeah, it doesn't really sit right with me because uh, Anderson was out there. And if, again, what Wilson reported is correct, Gray One Inc. was brain missed two weeks. It's more about the long term. It's more about Commitment. what do you do with John Grenard in the offseason? Do you give him a 17 to $20 million deal whenever there's other good free agents that can get to the quarterback on a three- to four-year deal? That Because if you look at John Grenard's career, like somebody else texted in that uh, guys don't get healthier the closer they get to 30. Facts. Those things are true. Let's say John Grenard's first four years. Is it fair to say that John Grenard would be better from ages 23 to 26 than 27 to 30? Sure. If, if it's, I think it's close. I think when you I think look it's at comparable. what is the considered prime, it's different in football than it is in other sports, too. But if you look at what probably, is the considered prime what do you think? What would you for say? football players. For a defensive I would end. Because I think would, it's different by position. Yeah. For, I would say especially your athleticism, your, durab- your, your ability to bounce back from injury, your explosiveness, probably right in the middle of your 20s. So probably right coming out of college, you get... You get you, you learn the game. You wet a couple of years, and then you go for a three or four year span between say twenty three, twenty four, and twenty eight. I was going to say from twenty five to twenty eight. Twenty like a four year span. So if John Grenard's first four years twenty three, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six, his next four years twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Well, the four years that we mentioned would be on both sides. It'd be in the first four. He'd be on his second four. If you give him a four year deal, seventeen, eighteen, twenty million dollars. And let's just say he's the same player that he was in his first four years, kind of reversing it the other way. Let's even give him the first two years like this year. He goes 12 and a half sacks next year, 12 and a half sacks the year after that, and then all of a sudden he misses nine games, plays eight. Then he misses, in that final year, ten games, plays seven. Is that worth an $80 million four-year deal? Uh, Well, I think uh, unfairly or unfairly, you're going to – Factor in inflation and go. He's probably going to be more of a bargain because of how salaries are going to skyrocket. Is he the last a bargain if he's playing four games? But he's not. No. He. The answer to the the short answer is the easy answer is he's not because of the fact that we talk about around sports all the time from much longer deals at much higher AAV and higher totality within contracts. That the easiest way that a franchise gets screwed over and crushed and in a really no win situation is. You suck up a lot of bad years or multiple bad years on a player or players that you overpaid or overextended. And, and so, yeah, if you can in, get them in a, a salary cap league, yeah, I think that you could get, if you're only talking about a, four years, it, it's better than saying, I'm going to go five, six, seven. But in the NFL, they don't do the kind of deals they do in baseball and basketball. So it's different. 50 38. It, it, see, I, I like, I like the, the, the thought process here. If you want to pay him 16 to 18 million on a four year contract, that's fine, but the guaranteed money needs to be less. Or pay twenty a year with more guaranteed for a guy like Josh Allen. Josh Allen's having an incredible year. Do the Jags let him hit free agency? Who knows? But like those are the things that a general manager has to think about. If we do let Grenard walk, if we are worried about his proneness to injury, 
How are we replacing that? Because there's not that guy's not on the roster. Uh, if Grenard does leave the Houston Texans, you're going to have to find a defensive end that's a starting caliber player. There's two ways to do it. You do it through the draft. You can do it through free agency. I guess you can do it through trade, but that's really difficult in the NFL. So what are your options in free agency? you got to start looking at that list for Casario. you got to start worrying about projected money. I like where 50-38's mindset's at, but kind of like the point whenever Clarence called – if he enters the open market, it's very difficult to force John Grenard to put provisions in his Correct. deal that he's not going to want to. And it's more difficult if he enters free agency because now you have the entire NFL, not all of them, but most of them, that are going to be trying to lure them to their team. And the way to lure them to their team is not only money, but it's not throwing the injury provisions into a deal. It's not making sure the guaranteed money is less. There's competition there. When there's competition, it's favorable yeah. for the player in negotiation because the player in negotiation and agent would be crazy to throw an injury provision when another team is not desperation is the only way that you get a player to sign a provision like that because the market's passed him or you give him a huge deal right it's like it's like say the dallas keichel year that he thought he was going to make them the mega bucks and he didn't get the offer and all these other starting pitchers are signing and now you're getting desperate because you're like i still need a contract and if someone says i'm going to give you the contract but you got to put an injury clause in the contract, you're going to be open to the idea. You're going to consider it more times than you would any other time because there's not that many offer, offers out there. But but if you're going to have competition in the open market, if there's more than if there's two teams or more in, in, interested in you, and there are other teams that are willing to offer the same amount of money without the injury provision, yeah. You got it, options. It's a no-brainer, especially for a guy who's making a business decision, right? Uh, Texan Matt, you don't want Grenard to end up like merciless. Tag him and let him walk. That's kind of where I'm at. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think that I would tag Grenard. Maybe you draft like his replacement in the second or third round, and then you let him walk that second season. That's, I think that's with a play for, for well, what but, I'm thinking. But you also have the option of he does what he did this year yeah. again and more. Then you could also then have that discussion because he proves everything you needed to hear and see in the fact that he's put back to back years together that were way above average. And therefore, you can say, okay, now I'm willing to talk. And like you talked about the production earlier, I'm not worried about Grenard's production. Like, I think when Grenard plays, he's really stinking good. Like, I've been on the John Grenard, your best pass rusher train, making people mad by saying that all year long. This is not me not believing in John Grenard's football ability. This is me being scared of the injury concern and paying big money to a guy with injury concerns when you're in a salary cap league and any dollar that you waste is going to hurt your chances of winning a Super Bowl. This is you being conscious, conscious of today's NFL in terms of making a contract decision, a financial decision, that not that it's going to completely make or break your franchise, but it can significantly hinder it if you go in and, and do something drastic or extend too long, too much money, and then he doesn't perform or he does continue to get hurt. 7165, Grenard uh, not playing on a grade one sprain in two big games is pretty much him saying he isn't giving Houston a hometown discount. I think well, that's, that's true. That's absolutely true. He's definitely testing the market, and he wants competition. 8755, didn't Walt, uh, J.J. Watt call out Grenard for not working hard and being available? I don't remember that off the top of my head, Joe. Maybe you can get the interns to look at that. I, I remember him kind Clowney. of alluding to that with Clowney. Yeah. I don't remember him doing that with Grenard. He, I'll look at that during the break, though. He, both without using names and 
by basically using names at press conferences. He, Clowney was in his crosshairs for a guy that he liked to he liked to call out. I don't remember him ever calling out Grenard. I don't either. I don't either. I'll, I'll try to research that. Or if the texture has a link, I'd be happy to, to look at it. One one five five guys are making your point, Branham. If Grenard's grade one is my grade two, how many games will he miss with other minor injuries? How long would he miss if he had Anderson's injury? Hard pass. Just went down the injury list, the, the, the injuries that Grenard's had that's forced him to miss games. He's missed two games with an illness. Like an illness. He's missed two games with an illness. No, no, no. I think that's COVID. Oh, it was during the COVID year, 2020? I think so. Okay, we just got bad ankles then. <laughs> we'll stick to the ankle thing. 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. Tyler and Conroe. I wanna, I mean, I'm curious your thoughts on this. For some reason, I've been associating JG with that old Texans loser mentality. With that news coming out about the, tri- the uh, grade one sprain, I don't think he's a cultural fit. Your thoughts? Say that again? Okay. For Sorry. some reason, Sorry, I've been I'm associating. Wanna, I don't want to miss. I'll say it again if yeah. you if you allow me. For some reason, I've been associating JG with the old Texans loser mentality. With that news coming out about the grade one sprain, I don't think he's a cultural fit. Oh, I disagree. With that. I disagree with that yeah, too. No, 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 no. I, I think that he fits in so many ways, from off the field and on the field, and everything that you've heard for the majority of the season, and you know the family man thing and his daughters stuff like that. In terms of, he's a quality person, which they're always looking for, and then from everything you hear from your his teammates. To everything he's done on the field for this entire year, that's a complete swing and a miss on that one. I agree with that 100%. 9717, so he's fragile. You're giving him $20 million a year. Dumb. Uh, 4187, your tone is coming off as shut up and dribble comments, Branham. It's not so much shut up and dribble, although I understand that it's definitely like play through injuries, but it's more long-term. It's more am I allocating the financial resources on a player that's had injury concerns. And the most recent news, Aaron Wilson's report, grade one ankle sprain forced him to miss the two biggest games of the regular season. Uh, someone checked Branham's bro- uh, blood pressure. My guy about to lose it. Yeah, I want guys to play. 4187. Glad Branham is not the GM of the Texans. Uh, 4187. Will Anderson missed time. He also played in a high ankle sprain. 12 plays, made two sacks against the Titans. Wreaked havoc in less than 50% of the snaps in Week 18 against the Colts. He said, I guess you want Tank to play with a broke leg. What are these reaches here? Like, we're comparing a broken fibula to a grade one ankle sprain, and I was the one that was asked if I'm a doctor? We've had two texts, two texts, one comparing a grade one ankle sprain to a concussion, and now another text that's comparing a grade one ankle sprain to a broken bone. What is happening right now? It just shows you, Jeremy, that you you cover the gamut. We, 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 We reach everybody. Goodness. 6974, don't play with his money. Texans would be quick to ask for a team-friendly deal had he gotten hurt and been out for the year. I hear that. I'm not trying to play with Grenard's money. I agree with what Blanker said, that players have to look out for players getting paid. Like It's a business. It's about that. I get that. But at the same time, if you put yourself in Casario's shoes, how many of those players do you want on your team? And if a guy's prone to injury, how much of that piece of the salary cap pie do you want that guy taking? 713-780-3776. We'll keep this going a bit. Also, we got to get to the uh, the Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has, re- has not, he didn't retire. He's moving on from the Patriots. We think he'll coach again, perhaps. But things come in threes. Belichick, Saban, Carroll. Did the greatest NFL head coach, did the greatest college football coach, and did the greatest crossover coach lose their jobs in the last two days? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.
Hey, before we go to the break, I want to tell you again about the good people at Daisy because Daisy is doing you a favor. Daisy, we always know they do dollops of sour cream for your baked potatoes and all the different things that you use sour cream for. But did you realize that they make the dips for you for your big sporting events? They make the dips for you so you don't have to take the time and energy and try to get the precise mix just right for everything from your chips to your vegetable platters to maybe your pizza or your wings. And the fact is that everybody's going to rave about these dips. And all you got to do is go to your local grocery store and just go to the, the, the dairy uh, counter and figure out where they're selling the Daisy Dips. Get you that French onion. Get you that ranch dip and enjoy the heck out of it. There's no MSG. There's nothing but great game-changing flavor. You're going to be addicted to it. You can use it in so many ways. But from your favorite thick, rigid chips that's going to handle all that dip to the veggie trays if you're trying to turn over that healthy leaf in the new year to just people that dip everything in ranch and or French onion dip. I grew up loving French onion dip. I love it even more when I don't have to try and get the mix right between the seasonings, the soup mix, and the sour cream, and I could just go to my local uh, grocery store and get the dips that I need. With the big game on the horizon Saturday night and all the games this weekend, if you're having people at the house, get to your grocery store right now and get you the Daisy Dips because you will not be anything but satisfied and happy you did. Welcome back, Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. He's Blank on Branham. Uh, 8755 sent the link he was talking about or what, calling out players. Uh, it wasn't directly at Grenard. That was in uh, 2020 when the Texans were bad. That was the year that O'Brien got fired four games in. That was Grenard's rookie year, and that was when Watt called out like all the players. It was like, you know, we, we're professional athletes getting paid a lot of money. we got to be able to keep our head down, keep working hard, finish the season out strong because we deserve it to the fans, blah, 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 blah. Not at all Grenard by name. Not, not even close. I'm not even really sure if you can make that reference in 2020 because that was Grenard's rookie year. And he like he mean played. He didn't play well, uh, but he played in 13 games that year. So I don't know if you can really make that conclusion when it comes to to Watt's statements there. But since he brought up Watt, do you think Watt would play through a grade one ankle sprain in the two most important games of a regular season, even if he was, even if he was in a contract year? Duh. Yeah, I mean that's a no brainer. He, he played he's talking a about two of the greatest, like a, toughest, most dedicated yeah. defenders in the history of the franchise and in the game. JJ and D'Amico. I kind of like that in my football players. <laughs> like I like that in my football players. Like if and I, we don't know if Grenard could have played Week 18, but if Grenard was seventy five percent Week 18, would you want him to be on the film as a oh, fan of the Houston to, Texans? Of course, as a fan of the Houston Texans, if Grenard was seventy five percent in Week 18, would you want him on the football field? Of course you would want him on the football field. He's a great player. That a great man, he's a good, really good player. He might be great. And 12 and a half sacks, of course you would want him to play. Like it's it's silly to think otherwise. Uh 713 and, and Joe, you mentioned earlier 2020 missed a game with illness. He also missed one in 2021 with an illness. I don't know if they were like the COVID rules were still in play. I don't I couldn't tell you. Uh 713-780-3776. Uh 3338. These people are nuts. Sprain versus broken leg. Uh bad word. Get the bad word out of here. Um JJ. He said he called out Blacklock. If uh, I don't know if he did, but he says I think he did that too. Maybe okay. Yep. I, I'll, I'll trust you on that. Yep. He says if Miko thinks Grenard is worth it, then he is. 
I agree, 5038. Like, we're trying to predict what they would do. If D'Amico does say it's cool that he wants Grenard back at $20 million a year for four years, I'll trust D'Amico. D'Amico's earned that with me. He, he has the culture. He knows what the guys are doing each and every day. He has a much better sense about Grenard's ability to play in Week 17 and Week 18 than I do. If D'Amico's like, yeah, let's pay Grenard $20 million, and Casario says that, I'll say, cool. I'll say, that's fine. In D'Amico, I trust. I'm willing to, I'm willing to do that. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, and I think that's a key, too. But I think that the same thing, like you said, let's not also kid ourselves that these discussions don't happen behind closed doors. I 100% agree. Yeah, that there, there's no doubt about it. General manager, coach, other other people in the organization, those are hard decisions that are never going to become public, but there's no doubt they happen. Wheatstraw says, next thing you're going to tell me is Branham is going to want a player to play with hurt feelings, too. Of course. Absolutely, I will. I like tough dudes. I like tough football players. Don't you? Don't you like tough football players? 713-780-3776. Don't clip that, uh, Joe. Let's go out to the HRP listener line. Darius, you're in the hive of the bees. What's up, Darius? Um, you know, uh, on the situation, I feel like, uh, you know, he had a lot of expectations going into the year. And with, with those last two games being what it is, I just feel like, you know, making a business decision for yourself is the right thing for him. I'm and, blown uh, away. Darius, are you a Texans fan? Oh, uh, yeah. Would you want John Grenard to play if he was seventy five percent in a must win game in Week eighteen? Yes, I would. Okay, like why? Are, why are we defending? Like, and I, this, I don't want to like make it sound like I'm bashing because I don't know Grenard's health. Uh, I know that it's a grade one sprain, according to the report from Aaron Wilson. Maybe it's way more severe than a grade one ankle sprain reads. Maybe maybe Wilson botched the report. Things like that. I am blown away though, and it's not Grenard. I'm blown away by the defense of an individual player mindset versus the team's success. I'm blown away by that. If you have one of your best players in Week 18, and I don't want to use like Grenard in this because I don't want to be accusing him of like not playing when he could have played. I don't want that to be about this or this be about that. But from a, if you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers, like Blankers is, if you're a fan of the Chicago Bears, like Joe is, and they're playing in a Week 18 game where it's win or in, and you're better, your best pass rusher is 75%, why are you defending the player for not playing when he could go as opposed to wanting him to play for the success of the team? I don't get that side of the argument at all. My way of answering that would be the fact that whether you like it or not, you, you're more understanding now. Now than maybe previously because of the fact that these guys' financial lifeline depends on it. It depends on their contract status. If they're I, yeah. under contract and they're signed long-term. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But if they're not, then, yeah, as a fan, you hate the fact that he's not playing. But as a fan, you also have to understand if that was you in his shoes and you realize the fact that as long as you stay healthy, you're going to be in contract negotiations for 18 to 20 some million dollars a year for several years. And it is going to be life changing for you and probably your entire family and for generations to come. Or if you go out there and do what a fan wants you to do, but you somehow get hurt, screw it up, have another injury to Mm -hmm. something else and all that goes out the window that you have that that if that was you, you'd probably be just what he sure. you'd probably do what he's doing too. I mean, this this nine five zero six, I'm a fan, but understand people are, are people. I get that. Absolutely get that. But being a fan of the team, I care way more about the Houston Texans winning in week eighteen versus the Colts than John Grenard losing five million dollars in career earnings. I also feel like I do. He, maybe I, I'm a jerk, but I do. No, but I I think we're also giving too much credit to the idea that like everyone's on board with this. Like, there's 32 GMs. 
If Jonathan Grenard, if every single team could sign him to a $20 million contract, and he did sit out by choice to get paid, mm-hmm. are we sure all 32 like would just be like, yeah, like we'll keep you? Yeah, but you would never, you would never know that. No, no, but like you if, never know because even if Casario and the Texans are trying to work the game, well, maybe they're just working the game. No, you're right. But like so if you I was know. another team, I would not want a player to sit out. That was a conversation that was had by people everywhere about Lamar Jackson this summer. The conversation was, can you really invest in a player like Lamar Jackson Mm -hmm. that sat out on purpose when his team was in the playoffs or could have made the playoffs, he could have played? The answer to me would always be no, because I don't want me first people on my team. Yeah. I'm just saying big picture. Lamar would probably be the... Like a good counterpoint against my argument, because look at the year Lamar's having. I was going to say because that's the other thing is you can say that, and I get that. But if he can show you that the minute the contract's done, he comes back and wins the MVP, and he's capable of being that guy, then I think all thirty-two general managers have a different way of thinking. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to having a Super Bowl contender in three years when his contract is up again, and he sits his ass on the bench. Yeah, like it's, it's it goes both ways for sure, but like. It's. I bet you it would be 50-50. Maybe like so. Everyone knew it would be 50% would just say, yeah, we'll pay him anyways. He'll be good for three years, and then we'll deal with it later. We've had this conversation a jillion times about Larry Tunsil. Like, I can't, uh, that's, like, that's true. That's why I'm surprised that, like, this is a conversation at all. Because, but, with, but with 78, you never were a playoff team. You know? Like, you, well, you were you the first yeah. two years or whatever, but not recently. Not no, the last but, it, but the conversation to me is not that different. Yeah, like, but people are, like him. People like 78. Yeah, it's like kind of torn, but most most people like him. If you're not going to play because you're worried about re-injuring your thumb more because you have a contract coming up, it's not going to be any different if you're on a good team or a bad team. 5535 five, dudes are getting millions, play the games, all of them. That's why I don't care if they lose $5 million because they hurt an ankle. I, 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 I'm a jerk. Give me the team win over $5 million for a player's career earnings. They're not buying me anything with that. 7308 is a fan. I just want them to go out there and try their best and have some fun. Uh, 0938, would people be less defensive if JG had the Texans not made the playoffs? 100%. Yes. Brandon T., I'm completely okay with letting Grenard walk. With D'Amico as the coach and a defensive mind, I think he could replace Grenard's talent. Yeah, maybe so. I, I, think, I do think Grenard's a really good football player. Yeah, really good I, football player. And I think that when you start talking about that, the, 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 one of the early texts you just read, the fact is, is that if you get that win that everybody wants you to go get and, and you expect him to, to play, what does he really get out of that? But if he, if he doesn't play or he gets hurt in that game and they get that win, you're happy they got that win. He's really scared because now he might not get that money. So that's why the players have to think the way they do. And that's why it's become such a hot topic in the last several years on business decisions and looking out for yourself because they always follow that by saying, because no one else will and the team won't. Yeah, I just don't like it. I get it. Like, Like, I know it exists. I do not stand it. I'm team first. I will never like it. And to be honest, the other reason why I think it's kind of a reach is... It's an it's a sprained ankle. Grade one sprained like, ankle. It's not like According re re injury is not a torn ACL. Re injury is not like like that's not the re injury we're yeah. talking. We're talking about a high ankle sprain he, that would be healthy by the time training yeah. camp gets he here. He sprains it again and he's out. Like he rested for six weeks. Yeah, like that's where like it's not a coming well, back early from a torn labrum or right. a torn ACL. It's like you re like you go from a grade one to a high ankle sprain and like okay like you're out and you're healthy by March first. Hundred percent. But let's not also dive down that too far because now if you start because you have the ankle sprain favoring something else or you're more likely to get further injury if you already have an ankle injury where you could tear an Achilles or you could put more pressure on something else and then something else happens. So that's 
there's there's a what, lot of different ways no, that other things can happen too. There's, there's always is, ifs. Just, though. Like I can I can walk to my car and, and sprain like and roll down the stairs and hit my head and be concussed. Like that's possible as well. Yeah, it is, and it's just like it's clear like people who assume the worst at all times is going to happen versus people. It's glass half full versus glass half empty. Like it's. I don't think that like, just because a player plays hurt, like they're guaranteed to get hurt, right. and not and most of the time they aren't. No, but most also they don't. But but look at us. It's just like every, average everyday does. If Joe's, if you have insurance, you're going to act a, total, a a whole lot different about going out there and doing whatever if you're and playing hurt or, or you know feeling hurt or doing the things that you're going to do normally, as opposed to being scared to death if you're going out there and you don't have insurance and you realize if something happens, I'm really really going to pay for this. I guess. <laughs> but I, I mean, Grenard, insurance what's, like two years. I live my uh, life. What's, but what's Grenard's fault? Well, like, you Grenard, said it. But Grenard's I already. I did say it. And I believe it. But Grenard's already made millions of dollars, and even if Grenard tore his ACL because or his Achilles because he's like hip bone connected to the you know leg bone type of thing. He, somebody's still going to give him a multi-million dollar contract. Like, that's still un- incredible insurance. Like, somebody would still give him a three-year deal. It's going to be far less than he would make, obviously. But the fallback plan of him having a more severe injury, which is incredibly low risk from going from a mild, a grade one ankle sprain to a torn Achilles, that's a pretty good leap. Possible, sure, plausible, absolutely. But he's still going to get paid millions. That's I the fallback. Know. That's the insurance. Right. I hope that you're right. But you never know because there are the cases out there where you do go out there and you do do what you're saying to do. A 12-and-a-half sack guy that has a season-long injury is not going to get paid by some team? It, it depends on the severity of the injury. Come on. I'm just telling you, on the severity of the injury, who's going to give him a multi-year deal? Look at Cousins coming back, and who's going to give him quarterback money Yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to get a ton of money in the offseason. And, right, but he's a quarterback, so he's going to get short And Grenard's a guy that has 12-and-a-half sacks. If John Grenard blows out a knee, John Grenard's not going to get a massive three-year deal. He or, might get, or, No, he might get a $15 million one-year deal after he recovers, but he would get a contract. He, and that's the insurance you're talking about. He absolutely would get a contract. Okay. Uh, unless he has his leg amputated. Like, Gernard would get a deal if he had a torn ACL right now. You, you, but, but you're going to lose a whole lot of money that you may never recoup. Right, but you're talking about insurance. The insurance is a $12 million one-year deal. I'm saying it to the point of saying for the common person, you, you act like if you don't have car insurance... And, and you're, you're going to go out and you're going to be hyper careful because you really can't afford to get a car accident depending on what your financial situation is. So you're going to act differently than other than if you had complete total coverage on your car. I, you're going to go out and drive differently. I mean, there's still the risk of you getting in a wreck and dying. Sure. But at the same time, you have the backup plan set for you. If you go out there and you're looking at $20 million a year versus, you know, you're not going to get a quarter of that or whatever it is. Or you're still going to get money, but you're not going to get as much. And you know how important that money is to you. And you make a business decision because of it. Yeah. Then you have to have some understanding for that from a player's perspective. I don't know if I like that analogy. Uh, Charles, you can't keep NFL players in bubble wrap. Everyone's injured at this point of the season. Got to play if you can make an impact to your position. I would agree with that. All right, Belichick. He's going to get a new team, probably. Patriots moving on. Seahawks moved on from Carroll. Saban has retired. Belichick, greatest co- NFL coach of all time? Sure. I will give you that. Nick Saban, greatest college coach of all time? It's the, Because of the national championships, yes, you and I were doing a little deep dive in the break the, the, the other day. Paterno still has the most wins. There's several guys in front of him on wins. But on national championships, yes. Yeah, I'm going Saban. Most national titles. And he also did it at the time that it's the hardest to win those national titles. I think it's harder to win a national title now than it was... 20, 25 years ago. Is Pete Carroll the greatest crossover coach? College football and NFL. He's one of three coaches in history, football history, that's won a national title and a Super Bowl. The other two, Barry Switzer, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is the greatest crossover coach of all time. 100% agree. Yeah. I would give Carroll the nod over Switzer, though. Correct. 
I would give Carol the nod over the Switzer. Uh, Jimmy Johnson won two Super Bowls, won a national championship. Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl championship on a turnkey team and won three national titles. Pete Carroll won a Super Bowl championship and two national titles. And did he win two, technically? Nah, maybe one because he no, got one taken uh, back. I'm, yeah, Talking like, about the line at Reggie Bush deal? Yeah, or? like did they take those away? So this says two-time AP national champion, but then one BCS national champion in 04. That makes me feel like they took one of them. I think they did. Take I think one they away. did. I think they had. They, they had to as part of the punch. Would you feel away. different if he runs the ball with Russ? I mean, with uh, Marshawn. Yeah, we would feel different if the if Tyler Lockett catches the ball and it's not intercepted. Yeah, but it was a terrible throw from Russell. He wasn't, he wasn't calling plays. He's given. He's not meddling in his That's offense coordinator. Fair point. You're not meddling. I mean, they should have ran it. They absolutely should have run it. I give. I would say. I would say uh, Carroll over Switzer, though. Did you say yeah, that? I too? Did that. I did that. Yeah, yeah we, I did. But it's Jimmy. It's Carroll, and then it's Switzer. If you're yeah. going to crossovers, but things and Harbaugh is going to possibly step into that list. He could. He's won the national championship. He's been to a Super Bowl, and maybe he could get back. So yeah. he could join that crossover yeah. list of those other three guys. All right, get your Car Wreck of the Day nominees in. Our Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. What are we nominating? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. A never, never is a car wreck whenever you have Gentle Ben. Uh, Gentle Ben is fantastic. I love telling you about Gentle Ben for a variety of reasons. I love spreading the word about Gentle Ben. Uh, at the top of that list, though, is I believe what I say. Gentle Ben is the absolute best. The vodka, best in the state. Gin, best in the market. The bourbon, double platinum winner at the prestigious Ascot Awards. Gentle Ben uses their innovative, revolutionary technology that eliminates impurities for the cleanest, smoothest spirits you will taste. Smooth, clean, eliminates the burn. Don't labor through your drink. Enjoy it. Savor it. You can do that with Gentle Ben. You'll love what's not in it, including gluten. Gentle Ben isn't going to brag about that one, though, like some others will. All spirits are naturally gluten-free. Find Gentle Ben inside of the Toyota Center. When you stop by Ben's Bar on the way to your seat, head to the Gentle Ben Tasting Room, stop at your liquor store on the way home, ask for it at the restaurant, ask for it at the bar, or you can just head to GentleBen.com and order straight from the source. Add the vodka, add the gin, add the bourbon to your cart, and they'll ship it straight to your doorstep. Crafted in Texas by Ricky Ford, A&M grad. Cheers to a new year filled with better choices. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. All right, what are we nominating for our Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com? Blinkers, what you got? Well, I think the first one has to be whoever texted in comparing an ankle sprain to, to <laughs> what? Concussion. Concussion. And, and, and a broken leg. Two different people, yeah, though. Just ridiculous. <laughs> that's I love giant reaches like that, and that that's one of the that's one of the all timers. A concussion to an ankle sprain, and a broken bone There's to an ankle things, sprain. I mean, look, we 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 get spirited and go back and forth from time to time. I don't know how anybody can get behind that side of that argument. Yeah, yeah, that one's uh, that one's up there. I want to nominate uh, Haas, Team Haas, from uh, moving on from Team Principal Gunther. I watch Drive to Survive on Netflix. Gunther's the team principal. He's probably my favorite character on Drive to Survive. And now he's not going to be on there because the stupid American team Haas has moved on from him. I can't believe this. It's an outrage. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll take your word for that it. That show's awesome. 
I still can't really get into the races, although I watched the one in Vegas. That was cool. Um, I still can't get re- this like, is really the F1 in- show. Yeah, the F1 show on Netflix is tremendous. Really good work that they do. The golf one wasn't as good. Tennis one was pretty good, but not as good as Drive to Survive. Yeah, they, they NBA uh, coming. Yeah, NBA. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. LeBron. Yeah, I don't uh, like LeBron, but I'm Sabonis. interested to see them follow LeBron. I'm sure LeBron's all about it because it's going to be a marketing. Oh, for sure. It's like, for his kids too. I don't like LeBron, but am I interested to see LeBron like behind the scenes? Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Uh, what are you nominating, Joe George? I don't think I am excited to see LeBron. I am because it's going to be all fake. No, for sure. I, that I agree. Like, now, like he's the guy stage. who says he's read a book, like re- like reads books, and they're at page one. Yeah. What's your favorite part? Well, I haven't really read it. Yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a LeBron. I, lo- I, like, I don't like LeBron. I, don't I like, LeBron, like LeBron, LeBron, the basketball player. I hate everything I have else a, about uh, him. I have a hot take when it comes to LeBron, though. I think his entire life is fake. They're, like he went from being a kid to being King James before he ever really grew up. Like he's living this like gimmick that's like method acting. Like he believes that he is King LeBron, and I really don't hold him at fault for that at all. I have people that I know and trust mm-hmm. that know that from to your point from high school on he had a team around him. Yeah, that every time he was in the public eye, it was almost scripted out. And it was totally different than when there was no cameras, no lights, no no. Attention. I mean, I think it's hard to be like raised as a brand. Like, look at all these child actors and have the terrible lives that they have. It's yeah. definitely worked out better than maybe it ever could have. Yeah, like I, I, I think it's very. I think Tiger struggled with that. Yep. I think that's why Tiger had some issues with it. It's because you had Eldrick Woods that all of a sudden was trying to live this brand as Tiger, and he probably wasn't capable of doing also, that. No guys around that situation that said he could have been the biggest. Who do you know nerd about? Who do you on the about? planet? Who do you know about that? Who do you know about uh, yeah, that? I'm not going to release my sources, <laughs> but I can tell you that there was enough guys on the that, yeah. that knew he was the nerdiest nerd, but he was the best golfer. And then all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. Living the brain of Tiger, cash or trash. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? You, what else you got? What else uh, you got? Car wreck of the day. The people who Where's got Alex? everything so wrong yesterday about Dan Lanning. It, there's multiple reports that he was already oh, right. in Tuscaloosa. Oh, that's awesome. And that like that he was it was done deal. And like right now, the hot one is that the it looks the Twitter streets are saying that it's going to be the Washington coach, but we'll see. DeBoer, yeah, huh? Oh, is he the favorite now? He is the betting favorite. I now. saw Sark's odds went down like eight to one. Yeah, yeah. it's like why would you do that? Last Texas one I saw was DeBoer was minus one twenty five. I thought one where Sark was the leader. Yeah, it, that it, would be wild if he left Texas for Bama. Wow, and who takes the Texas wild. job? I know, like it's it, this whole chain reaction. Uh, Vera wants to. I'm gonna nominate Vera. Actually, he uh, he called our good producer who does a great job, Call me George. Uh, Joe George. He, he called him yes, George. He, he called him George. Yes, Vera called Joe George. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe well, that but either. It's been done before. I want to nominate the uh, NBA draft. They're talking about moving to two days. I think it's finalized. This is stupid. No one's going to watch the second day of the NBA draft. That's when everybody turns it off anyways. Yeah, no one watches the second round because it starts at like 11.15 at night and everybody goes, okay, we'll read about it in the morning. Does anyone watch outside the lottery? When do you, I watch. It depends. It depends on the year. Like, That's true. The I, Rockets I watch, have multiple picks. Well, that and I also sweated Quentin Grimes and, and Marcus Sasser. Oh, sure. So I was, watching, I was watching the late first round. When do you turn off the NBA draft? I turn it off probably in the 20s, somewhere when, in the 20s. It depends, on, depends on the year. Depend, and the teams. Depends like it, on it the depends year. On who, if the Rockets have multiple picks late in the first round, I still want to see what happens with those. Have you, have you ever seen a second-round pick live? I haven't watched the NBA draft oh, in yeah. three years. I, I watch the NBA draft. I like the draft. I like draft coverage. I, have, I, I don't think I've ever seen a live second-round pick, oh, ever. I have. I have. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you used to be in the business. Yep. 
All right. That's going to do it what for the Spirited Show. Oh, <laughs> that's a good call. That's a good one. I forgot one. about that fittingly. Actually, I think that should win. I agree. I think that should win. Like, There's I'll be a lot honest. that segment. It was I'll tough. I'll be fair. I'll be fair. That should win. 11th, our car wreck of the day. Yours truly. A little slip of the tongue. All right, going to do it for us. Thanks to Joe for all of the hard work. He's blank. I'm Brandon. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. Game on with Jerome and Barry Lamanac up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.